I've been on this kick of just hope and faith, and I believe this is a message that will complement that, but it's also a, a challenging message. It's a message really to challenge myself, all of us, how we handle what we're in right now, because this is something that the whole world is going through. We're all going through it. And what I heard God really speak to me in this hour is don't just go through it, grow through it. So that's the message tonight, grow through it. Somebody say, grow through it. Come on, just type on that chat right there, grow through it, grow through it. In fact, I want you to tell me on the chat how you're growing through it, how you're growing through it. What are you doing to grow through it? Thank you so much, band. Keys, you can stay up here. If you got your Bible tonight, did you bring your Bibles to church tonight on the drive-through? Drive in. If you got your Bible on your phone, you can pull it up. And uh, you version app or your Bible, your paper Bible, or at your house, pull out your Bible. Come on, just have church right in your home. We're gonna have live church right there in your house. And, um, and I've got some special news that I'm gonna share towards the end of this message. So don't tune out, don't drive off. All right, Hebrews chapter six. Hebrews chapter six, verse seven. When you get there, give a honk. Come on. A lot of Bibles in the parking lot tonight. <laughs> I love it. Hebrews chapter six. I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's such a strange verse, but I love it because it just ties in everything that I think we're going through and that all, all people go through. Hebrews six, verse seven. Land that drinks in the rain often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessing of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. Now, he goes on to say this. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced that better things are ahead things that have to do with salvation. How many of y'all believe that there are better things ahead of us? Come on, Jesus. Listen, we might be going through some tough things right now, but don't let these tough things stop your vision from believing that there are better things in front of us. I think the biggest virus in this pandemic is not the coronavirus, it's the virus of hopelessness. It's the virus of despair, depression, giving in to fear. And, and people, when we do that, we lose our vision of hope. And we start believing that the better things are behind us. But I'm so glad that the author of Hebrews said, you're gonna go through tough times, but we remain confident that better things are ahead. There are better days, there are greater revelations, salvation is still not finished yet in your life. You are saved, you're being saved, and you will be saved. One day Jesus will return and this whole world as we know it will be made new. It will be totally brand new. So yeah, be better things are ahead of us. There will be no cancer, no coronavirus, no divorce, no abuse, no pain, no suffering. No sickness, no disease. Yeah, better things are ahead. Don't lose your vision. But then he goes on to say this. He says in the same chapter, he says, God is not unjust. 
God will not forget the work that you have done and that you are doing. God will not forget the seeds that you are sowing in the midst of a famine. God will not forget the love that you have shown to people, even the ones who've been mean to you, even the ones who've not returned the favor that you gave to them. God is not unjust. He will not forget what good things you've done. But then he says this, we want you to show diligence to the very end. In other words, persevere. Don't lose heart in the pandemic. Don't lose hope. Be diligent, not just through the first half, not just through the third quarter, but into the fourth quarter. And if there's overtime, into overtime. Be diligent till the very end so that what you hope for will be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Everybody say, grow through it. Grow through it. So this last week, my wife wanted to do a Instagram live and just talk about marriage and quarantine. And by the way, we're gonna do an online free marriage conference next week for anybody who wants to tune in live. We'll do it on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, so that everybody can join in. And we're gonna talk to other couples. We're gonna have other, it won't just be me and Ashley. <laughs> Y'all are like, I don't know about just you and Ashley for three nights. But we're gonna do it three nights in a row, 8.45 p.m. till 10 p.m. And we're gonna pull in some other pastors, other couples, maybe even some marriage counselors that will pull in uh, that just have some great wisdom for families, for parenting, for marriage. Because during this time, people need help with relationships. People need help with marriage and with family. And she asked me a question. She said, Paul, how are you doing uh, through this quarantine? And you know, I was, she had the camera out there, we were recording it. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, you know, what are you learning right now during this pandemic? What are you learning during the quarantine? I said, well, you know, we're learning to innovate. We're learning to continue showing compassion. We're learning how to do church in a new way, in a different way. And she said, okay, but what about you personally? I said, well, all of that is part of me personally, but I guess personally, some of the things that I began to really process is that God is continuing to show me how to lean on him in a greater way than I ever have before. How many of you have felt like God has been just teaching you trust during this time? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are like, I can give a big amen to that. Teaching us how to lean on him and not on our own understanding. There's been so many times where I've wanted to pick up the phone and call the government and tell them what I think and talk to different people. There's been so many times where I've wanted to go online and share my opinions and God saying, calm down, trust me, trust me, trust me. And I'm learning to grow through this pandemic, not just go through it, but grow through it, grow in my patience grow in my love walk. This last week, while we were talking, Ashley said, what if we did a, a dance together? I said, oh, I'm not in the mood to do that. She said, come on, let's, let's do something together. 
I said, we are doing something. We're making a video. She said, no, 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 let's do a TikTok dance. I said, no, I don't, I'm not feeling that. God's not into that, you know? <laughs> She's like, stop, we're gonna do something fun together. So we did this dance and our kids loved it. They were laughing so hard. And it got me thinking about that old song. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a wonderful feeling. I'm laughing at skies so dark up ahead. I'm singing, dancing in the rain. I'm dancing in the rain, da da da. Dancing in the rain, what a wonderful feeling. You know, you and I have a choice every day how we're gonna handle the rain that comes in our life. Hebrews 6 says, the land that drinks in the rain. What does he mean by that? The land that doesn't just get angry at the rain. The land that doesn't resist the rain. The land that doesn't produce thorns and thistles. We're all going through a pandemic, but we're not all growing through a pandemic. Going through something is inevitable, but growing through something is optional. In other words, we all are gonna have to go through tough times, but that doesn't necessarily mean we grow through tough times. It's a choice to grow in our love walk. It's a choice to grow our faith, to grow our patience, to grow our marriage, to grow our family, to grow our forgiveness, to grow our release of needing to control all of our plans. And, and Hebrews says, the land that drinks in the rain that often falls upon it. Now, what does he mean by often falls upon it? Tomorrow there's supposed to be rain, which is why we had to switch our drive-in service. We were gonna do it on Sunday night, but then we saw the weather and there's a large percentage of rain. And rain changes your plans. Rain slows things down. Rain cancels kids from playing outside most of the time. Rain stops us from doing work at times that we plan to do outside. And in the same way we're seeing this right now in the world, there's some sort of a, a rain storm that's going on not physically, but through this sickness, there's just this sense of when can we get back to normal? When can we get back to the sunny days? When can we get back to work like we knew it? When can we get back to life as we knew it? And I believe that God is going to turn things around. I believe that we're, we're gonna see things swiftly pass very soon here. We're gonna be getting back into a normal routine. I believe very soon, you've heard it from the president, you've heard it from our governor, and I believe it's only just a matter of weeks before we're gathering again, not just outside, but inside with the right measures in place. I believe it's coming, and I'll share that with you in a little bit. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to get focused on a future date and, and miss out on what God wants to teach me in this day right now. My dad used to tell me, Paul, slow down, because I would get so excited. I can't wait until I turn 16. I can't wait until I get married. I can't wait until we have kids. I can't wait until I can drive a car. I can't wait until I move out of my parents' house. I can't wait. And my dad would say, slow down. Someday you're gonna look back and you're gonna realize that these seasons that you were so excited to speed up, that you just couldn't wait to get out of, were the very seasons that were developing your character the most. These seasons matter. This moment matters. We've gotta to learn to wait upon the Lord while we're waiting to go back to work. We've gotta learn how to wait in a place of character development, 
in a place of relational development, in a place of, of truly becoming the man after God's own heart, the woman after God's own heart in the middle of this pandemic, the land that drinks in the rain that often falls upon it. Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 45, that God sends rain on the just and the unjust. In other words, tough times are gonna happen for good people and for people who aren't so good. People who make a lot of bad choices and people who make a lot of good choices. It's crazy how you can make so many good choices and still go through a bad storm. Remember when my uncle, who had pastored Methodist churches for 40 plus years, moved to Tulsa, and within his first six months of moving to Tulsa, he had just retired as a Methodist pastor. He had been pastoring for 40 plus years, churches all over Arkansas, such a good man, a godly man, a great dad, a great husband. He moves here, Uncle David. And one night he's walking out in the parking lot towards his car when all of a sudden a drunk driver came driving off the road and hit him while he was walking, ran him over. And I started thinking, why did that happen? We can't get caught up in trying to figure out why bad things happen to good people. What we've got to understand is the rain is going to fall on the just and the unjust. There is, we live in a dark world. God does not cause death. God does not cause divorce. God does not cause sickness. God is not the author of your problems. God is the only cure in the midst of the pandemic. He's the only one you can lean on. He's the only one you can count on. He's the only one you can stand. He's with you in the midst of the storm. And my uncle was in the IMSA. He was in the the IMSA said, he's dead. He's, there's no way he's gonna be able to live through this. There's no way he's gonna get through this. They rushed him to the hospital. He was barely breathing. He was barely alive, hanging on by a thread. And then things began to miraculously turn around within that same week and the next week. They said, he'll never get out of the hospital bed. He'll never be able to walk again. He'll be a vegetable his whole life. Today, my uncle David is able to walk, he's able to run, he's able to lift his hands, he's able to jump. That was just five years ago. God can turn a bad thing into a great opportunity for us to grow in trusting in him and leaning on him. And this is why we've got to choose to grow through it. We've got to choose to sing in the rain, to dance in the rain, to not lose our hope in the rain, to not lose our faith in the rain. I've got a question for you. If you're watching online, my question is, how have you been growing through this pandemic? And I want you to talk about it. Talk about it with your family. Talk about it with your friends. How have you been growing? What have you been learning? What has God been teaching you about you? Not just about the church, but about you. It's easy for us to talk about, oh, God's been teaching me this about so-and-so, about victory, about other churches. What is God teaching you about you? How are you growing in the midst of this? And this is what James says, consider it pure joy when you go through trials of many kinds. Because when you go through these trials, this is James 1, verse 2 through 12. When you go through these trials and this trouble, your character has a chance to grow. This is a time where God is developing our character. I almost feel like we've all been sent backwards in time. It's a season that reminds me of a season when I was a teenager when I was grounded and my parents wouldn't let me out of the house for four months because I had made some dumb choices. 
I feel like we're all grounded right now. And I feel like there's this opportunity, God's saying, don't just go through it, grow through it. Read more, study more, pray more, spend time with the people in your family, really look them in the eyes, love them. This past week, I cooked more meals with my kids than I've cooked in the last five, five weeks. We just sat at home and we just cooked together and we laughed together. And you know what my boys asked me? They said, Daddy, can we keep doing this? I said, not for long, but <laughs> we're gonna make the most of it right now in this season. You know, our kids are learning from adults how to respond to a pandemic. And someday, someday I pray that the model that we've shown will be a model worth following, a model of love, a model of grace, a model of patience. I'm not saying that we're all perfect. I've had my flaws in these last few weeks where my attitude wasn't right. I had to apologize to my wife, I had to apologize to my kids. I got a little frustrated. How many have had to have some attitude checks in the last four weeks in your family? <laughs> Can I get an amen? I'm getting the brights on, the hazard lights. But you know, God's using this to draw us closer to him and to make us more like him. He's showing us how to build our lives on what really matters. Everybody say it with me, grow through it. Grow through it. There was a moment here recently while we were outside that my kids started getting messy, really, really messy. In fact, our youngest uh, boy, Mac was outside and he had taken all the mud that he could find in our yard and just spread it all over his face, all over his body. And he comes and he's smiling. He's got all the mud over him. And I am just like, I just gave you boys a shower. I just got you ready for bed. What is happening? My patience was being tested, but Mac's smile just made me laugh. And I was just I, I decided in this moment, I am not gonna get upset. I am just gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh. And you know, as I laughed, I started thinking about how if there's no mess, there's no ministry. If there's no mud, there's no testimony. If, there, if there's no problems in your house, there's no opportunities to grow. It's in the midst of difficulties. It's even in the midst of mess and mud and moments where things aren't going according to plan that God is growing your character. He's growing your patience. He's growing your testimony. He's growing your love walk. Peter said these fiery trials, 1 Peter 1 verse 6 through 8 says these fiery trials, these difficulties you're going through are going to produce authentic faith in your church. These trials that we are going through victory are going to produce genuine faith like never before in the church. This is a time for me, for you, for all of us to say, God, I don't wanna have fake faith. I don't wanna have my parents' faith. I don't wanna have the faith from another pastor. I wanna have my own personal genuine faith. I want genuine faith. I want Paul's faith. You want your faith. God wants to give you your own genuine faith. And he's saying during these difficulties, 
Instead of praying for them to just go away as fast as possible, pray for God to use these moments for your faith to grow, for your character to grow. Our tests and our trials will produce the result that God desires for our lives. This is a school right now. Even though school is closed down, we're in a different kind of school right now. We're in God's university right now. And we're all taking a brand new class that none of us have ever taken before. Professor Holy Spirit is taking roll call and he's saying, come on into this new class called COVID-19 pandemic, how to grow through it. And the Holy Spirit is teaching us how to grow in our patience, in our trust, in our faith, in our generosity, in our compassion, in our creativity, in our love, in our forgiveness. And he's saying, roll call. Paul, are you here? Present. I'm here. <laughs> I wish I wasn't, but I'm here. This wasn't the class that I really was excited to take, but I'm here. Roll call. Ashley, are you here? Yeah, Ashley's over there. She's got the kids. Jamie, are you here? Sarah, are you here? John, are you here? And it's like the Holy Spirit's just calling our names out. And every day that we enroll in that class and say on a daily basis, Lord, teach me to grow today. Help me to grow through this. And I believe God's going to make you stronger. I believe he's going to make your faith stronger. I believe he's going to make your marriage stronger, your family stronger. Your, your business is going to be stronger on the other side of this. I believe God is going to strengthen your creativity, your innovation. God's going to strengthen your relationships, your favor with the city. He's going to strengthen your favor with the family. God is going to grow you like never before. No pain, no gain. No rain, no grain. God is going to use the rain to produce a harvest in you. If you and I will choose to use this painful season as an opportunity to grow. Romans 8 verse 28 says, God works all things together for good. Even the tough things, even the painful things. I wanna end tonight, I want the band to come up with this last story. There was a research that was done on bumblebees and bumblebees have such a strange looking body. They're so massive with such small wings and researchers wanted to do an experiment with these bumblebees. So they took the bumblebees to outer space just to see what would happen when they broke through the Earth's atmosphere and when they went into space, in their spaceship, what they would do when the gravity shifted and they would be able to float with ease. And so all of a sudden they broke into the new, the next atmosphere and the bumblebees didn't even have to flap their wings. They just floated with ease. You could just see the smiles on these bumblebees. No resistance, no toil, no struggle, no difficulty, just floating in the air with no wings flapping. It was easy life for them. No adversity, no struggle, no resistance. For two days, they were having the time of their lives. But something strange happened on the third day. They all died. Why did the bumblebees die? 
because they loved life without adversity. They loved life without struggle. The only problem was, with there was when there was no resistance, they had no life-giving substance that was flowing out of them. The resistance is actually what gave their wings life. What caused them to live was their ability to persevere through the wind, persevere against the gravity. When there was zero resistance, it started to kill their ability to live. When we don't have any struggle, any battle, any, str any toil, any pain, any resistance, we actually aren't growing at all. During this pandemic, we've all grown probably two feet taller in our spiritual man than we ever were growing last year <laughs> when there was no, no problems, no struggle. And can I tell you, when we come out of this, and I got news yesterday, I was on the phone with Governor Stitt, and he has said that on May 1st, he is reopening the state of Oklahoma with phase one. And he said, churches, you are good to gather on May 3rd, on Sunday, the first Sunday of May. Come on, Jesus. Come on. And he said, now we, you're going to have to do it with phase all the different phases that our president laid out. So phase one, there's gonna be some social distancing happening, obviously to protect everyone who comes in the building. We're gonna have a lot of extra measures in our nursery. There's gonna be thermometers, making sure we're check checking, taking care of everyone during this time as we ease back into how we were gathering prior to this. There will be a phase in the beginning of May and then a phase in the end of May. And then hopefully by June, all of those phases will fade out and we'll go back into our regular way of how we do it. But I'm excited. I'm excited that we get to gather again. I miss hugging you guys. I miss being inside with y'all. I miss seeing your faces. I just want to give everybody a group hug. But you know, <laughs> Somebody said dog pile. <laughs> Probably not a good idea on the first week back. But I do think that we, during this time, have really grown as a church. We've really grown. And with tears coming down my eyes all last week during Easter, I was looking out at cars coming to Christ. I was looking out as our church was just giving sacrificially. We've had so many small business owners in our church who've said, I want to donate a part of my regular paycheck over and above my tithe. I want to donate to help families who need food right now. Man. Jesus. Jesus. Our church has grown in a very powerful, genuine way in the midst of this pandemic. And I think God is so pleased with you, church. I think God is so pleased with you. He's so pleased to see that our church has not stopped serving our city. You know that we've had no one on our staff that's gotten severely sick at all. In fact, we've had no one in our church die from coronavirus. We've had no one that's been hospitalized 
because of coronavirus. Yeah, it's a miracle. It's a miracle because people said, you shouldn't be feeding the hunger. You shouldn't be doing that. Everyone's going to get sick. And yet in the midst of this pandemic, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to speak to, what I'm saying is for the last five weeks as a church, we have found ways to follow the rules and yet not slow down in compassion and kindness and generosity and being the church and loving people. And that's a testimony. That's a testimony. That's God. That's God. That is all God. God, thank you. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you, God. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So many testimonies during this time. I just want to end tonight with an opportunity if you're here and you're just needing some hope, you're needing Jesus, you're needing that grace. You need God to work in your life right now. Maybe you're just feeling very discouraged right now during this time. And even though there's exciting news that things are going to be turning around sooner and sooner, you still just need God's help right now. If all of us could turn our lights off tonight, if you need that, would you turn on your hazard lights? I just want to pray for anyone tonight. Yeah, lights going off on the parking lot right now. Just turn on your hazard lights. If you just, you just need prayer. You just need God's grace right now. Maybe for your parents, maybe for your kids, maybe for your marriage, maybe for your health, your finances. Maybe you came here tonight and you just need a miracle for your business. You need a miracle for your job, for your finances. Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name for every car in this parking lot. I pray for every person who's here. I pray, God, for your grace. Great grace in Jesus' name. Great peace in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, God, that you would deliver people. Deliver them from the claws of death. Deliver them from sickness and disease. Deliver marriages, God, from that attack against the union, the attack against their love for one another. I pray, God, that you would heal families, heal relationships. God, where there's been strife, where there's been pain, where there's been hurtful words spoken, I pray, God, just for your forgiveness to flow, your grace to flow. I pray for people, for their jobs, for their finances. God, you know so many have been laid off. They've lost hours and they don't know how they're going to get the money to afford the things that they need to pay for this month, next month, this year, next year. I pray, God, that you would just supernaturally provide for them financial miracles, financial turnarounds, breakthroughs from heaven. I pray, God, that you would cover them in Jesus' name with your favor. Cover them like a shield with your favor, God, that they would get jobs and better jobs and promotions. And God, they would begin seeing that financial turnaround. They would begin seeing that turnaround in their body, physical health, healings in Jesus' name, healing in the mind, healing in the body, healing in the heart, healing in Jesus' name for parents, for kids, for loved ones, for friends in other states, other nations. And I'm going to ask us all to pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I surrender to you. I'm all yours. Have your way in my life. Help me to grow through this season. Help me to grow in my heart, 
in my love, in my faith, in every area. Help me to grow. I surrender. I'm all yours, God. Thank you for helping me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, God's not finished yet.